When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up with your boy, Moray? I just jumped off the porch with a dirty glove bastard. You did me. They say love don't cost a thing. That's lies. It costs time that you can't get back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We right back at it. We got the one and only Moray jumping off the porch with us, man. What's up with you, bro? Cooling, bro. I'm happy as hell. How about you, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. Come on bro. now, come no on. No complaints, man. Nice. Yes, sir. So, man, t- what's good, bro? You in the A, man? Tell us what you got cracking this way. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm doing this little press run, trying to motherfucking push this song with me and TJ, uh, High Price. Okay. It's coming out tomorrow and shit, so I'm just hype as fuck about that. March the 31st, about to be a good day. Yes, you sir. Ice Cube shit, good huh. day. I can dig it. I can <laughs> dig it, huh? And mama cooked it breakfast with no hog. Okay. I just say every day, damn day. That's my shit. Yes, sir. So, man, um, so, bro, you, you, you blew up during a very interesting time, bro, yeah. because, you know, it was 2020, the pandemic, uh-huh. and we couldn't go nowhere. Nah. And you was getting all of this attention, man. Like, how, what was that like? What was that experience like? I ain't gonna lie. I, I think because we couldn't go nowhere is why I really got the attention. People were locked into Netflix and locked, locked into TV and phones and the internet and YouTube. So, like, my videos just started getting searched because you were in the crib. So you see something on Instagram that, oh, somebody posts something about me, you're like, okay, shit, now you're on YouTube trying to figure out a video. Now the video's getting views, now you're sharing it. Now everybody's in the house locked into this one song or the song is being put out during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the pandemic really helped me get a lot of buzz because people was in the fucking crib. Right. You got nothing to do but like, search for underground artists or search for something different because they give you the same shit on the mainstream, you feel me? Yeah. So like, it helped me, I ain't gonna lie. So did you find yourself doing something different that time around? Was it a different strategy or different tactic for when you was putting out your music to um, get some of these results that you was getting? No, I ain't gonna lie. No, honestly, it wasn't a a strategy. It's like I finally told myself what I wanted to write about, who I wanted to be, what I wanted to get across. My message became clearer and it became easier. You know what I mean? I just trusted myself. Like I I wrote the songs that I wanted to write. I chose the beats that I wanted to use and I was in a comfortable ass space and I trusted myself. And I didn't do that before because it's like I was so scared to really give it my all, spend money on my career, uh, uh, let people hear my shit. I was super nervous. And then one day I said, fuck that. If I want to be somebody, I got I to gotta go for the gusto. Yeah. So, and that's when I realized, bro, write what you want to write. Be yourself. Spend your bread. Put everything behind you. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Word. Nah, man. You find when you invest in yourself, like the best outcome, you know, comes from that. And that investment can be whether it's monetarily, mentally, spiritually. You know what I mean? Nah, for, honestly... Spiritually, it is the, the, the most important to me. Because I feel like once you grow spiritually, like you're able to be who you, who you need to be. Mm. Like a lot of people want to be who they want to be. Yeah. But once you connect with your spirit, and connect with your inner self, and you understand, okay, this is the path I'm on, then you can be who you need to be. And who yeah. you need to be may not be what you want to be, mm. but it's where you're supposed to be. And yeah. I think I'm in a supposed to be spot, and I'm, lo- I'm loving it. Word, word. I'm loving it. Yeah, nah, people from the 5% Nation, man, they, they call that knowledge of self. You know? Ah, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah, and, on, and, and that's one of the, 
you know, that's one of those things that, man, when you lock into that, when yeah. you hone into that, like you, you almost unstoppable. You yes. know what I mean? Because nobody can see your vision like how you see it mm -hmm. when you truly know who you are and are in tune with your spirit. Yes, sir. Yeah. Correct. 100%. Yes, sir. So, you from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yes, sir. At Vit26. How you talking word, about? Word, word. Man, tell me about it, bro. What was it like coming up there? I ain't gonna, Fayetteville is a close-knit place. Like, like wherever you went to school, wherever you went to church, wherever you worked at, wherever, that's the friends you have. It's, 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 it's one of those places where if, you, if I link with you from third grade, we're going to be friends until the day we die. It's also, if you just moved there and you don't know nobody, you're probably going to be lonely as fuck. Mm. It's just one of those places, like, you got to get in where you fit in. Mm. And, but once you fit in, it's, it's lovely. Once you don't fit in, it's it's, it's one of those places. You feel me? Yeah. But it's it just it's just a lot of a lot of good shit I learned. Like I, mean, I had my first kid there. You know, I, had, I got married first there. I, I experienced a lot of bad and good in Fayetteville. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That taught me how to be a man and still teaching me how to be a man. Yeah. So I love I love one from good or bad. I fuck with it. Word. And where's that um at in reference to like Raleigh Durham? You know. Uh, Fayetteville is like an hour from Raleigh. Like three hours and forty-five from Charlotte. Okay. Like uh, closest cities is probably like Spring Lake, uh, Lillington, Southern Ponds area. Like that. That's close to us. Type type shit. Yeah. 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 And what was Moray into growing up, man? What, what What was you like coming up? I ain't gonna like, growing up. I was a. Uh, I was. I was trying to figure it out. So I. I got into a lot of a lot of everything. You feel me? Like just trying to figure out. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to be the smart kid, or I wanted to be the bully. If I, what was, was I a tough kid or was I an athlete? I, I, I did everything, mm -hmm. even just to figure out who I was. And, and I was just I was just a kid who was just searching for, for love in every place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, not that so much it was the wrong place or the right place. It was just, I was just looking for love. Okay. From, from, from the homies or, or from females or from my family, whatever it was, I did what I thought I had to do to get love. Gotcha. And sometimes I was fitting in hmm. rather than standing out. Okay. And now I choose to stand out to get the love instead of fitting in. Right, right. So, um, what type of uh, kid was you in school? Like, was you was oh, you I'm always? Oh, <laughs> I, I ain't go. <laughs> Mama, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was one of those kids where they call home every day. Yeah. I, I, or I skipped school. Or I was in school for half a day and left yeah. the rest of the day. Or I'm fighting in school. Or I'm getting arrested in school. It was always something yeah. that wasn't that wasn't the vibe. You know man, I mean? was you one of those babies? Uh, with, you know the babies with the silver teeth, man. You know them badass kids. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> nah, I always had good teeth. Okay. That one day, I, I, I brushed my stankers. Now I made sure the stankers was not stinking. You feel me? Right. But I was surrounded by a bunch of metal mouse. Right. So you know how the vibe is. Yeah. You feel me? You got yeah. Their mama didn't care, but it's my mama, and it's okay. Yeah. Tink tink. You here now? Right. <laughs> we outside. Word. And so, um, how did you uh, develop your love for music? Uh, music, just bro. I, I I had been singing since I was a little kid, since the church, since a little little boy, mm -hmm. and it just grew with me. And, and I felt like I, I loved singing so much that it was all I was at one point in time. I was just R and B. I was just a singer. Um, when I got introduced to hip hop and started listening to more rap and, and more bars and, and, and more artists, I'm like, damn, like I really love rap too. But I wanted to incorporate both. And I didn't figure out how to do that until I got older. Mm -hmm. But like hip hop and R&B is my escape. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like I, I always listen to music. If I feel some type of way, I know what song I need to play to make me feel better. Mm -hmm. And whether I got an attitude or whether I'm happy or whether something bad happened or something good happened, I know what song to play because music is a part of my life. Right. It's in my heart. You feel yeah. me? Like I love that motherfucker. Like, yeah. To me, music is a bad bitch mm -hmm. and the baddest. And I ain't never leaving. Okay. Ah. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. And did you like, and, and like, did, gro did you grow up in the church? Yeah. And did, okay. Like I, from five to like, I, I would say, 13 consistently mm -hmm. 
in the church. Like Monday, Bible study, mm -hmm. Wednesday, prayer, Thursday, uh, uh, choir rehearsal, mm -hmm. Saturday, second choir rehearsal, mm -hmm. Sunday, morning service, Sunday afternoon service, a night service if we got a guest speaker. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the life, you yeah. feel me? Until I got a little older, we, and then like, we moved to a, a different city and shit just started changing. Like I, I became not so a part of the church and had to figure out real life. Mm -hmm. Like I ain't gonna lie, before like 12, I was an inner church kid, mm -hmm. you know, I was a church boy. Mm -hmm. like, my life probably would have been different if I would have stayed a church boy. Gotcha. And then you get to a city where church ain't there. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah. That's when kind of life kind of hit me with like, okay, nigga, who you going to be? Because hmm. you can't be the nice nigga from Fayetteville, North Carolina no more because these niggas ain't nice. Right. These niggas are different. Right. These ain't yes sir, yes ma'am kids. These ain't get your ass whooped kids. These are, we smoke weed at 12. We fight, we gangbang. These, these are these niggas. Yeah. So that was... A crazy switch for me. Hmm. I ain't gonna lie. So at what point would you say you jumped off the porch? Twelve. I ain't gonna lie. I moved to PA. Uh, twelve. I moved to Pennsylvania. When I was twelve years old. Okay. And we was there for like six or seven years. Hmm. And I ain't gonna lie. Those six or seven years was hardest for me because I was really a church boy. Hmm. And that's why you see me. Oh, you so humble. You so polite. Because I grew up in the church for real. Yeah. It wasn't until twelve when I moved to the city where I started understanding that oh these niggas are fucking different. Huh. Like I was in elementary school in Fayetteville. And it was like fifth grade to kindergarten, you're a kid. Mm -hmm. Sixth grade, you start walking to school by yourself. You start learning yourself. You start learning what's going on. Now I'm like, okay, I'm in an area where these motherfuckers is fighting every day mm -hmm. over stupid shit, over somebody looking at them, over a bump, over a step of my shoe, over, okay, boom. So now I got to get my hands up because, nigga, I'm fighting every single day. Yeah. I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, so I'm a little country. Mm -hmm. These city niggas are disrespectful. Now I got to understand, okay, that's what you do. You box, so now I got to learn how to box because mm -hmm. I'm not about to sit here and get mopped every day. You got to be fucked right. up. So now I learn how to scrap because where I'm from, niggas will wrestle you more than fight. Like, niggas gonna slam your ass and then beat your shit. Yeah. These niggas are standing up. These niggas is jabbing and they, they know what they're doing. Mm. I gotta learn that. And coming from Fayetteville, like, I was young. I didn't move back to Fayetteville until I was 18. Okay. So from 12 to 18, it's just figuring out a whole new way of life. Mm. And I don't even know what the question was, but that shit was just crazy. Nah, but that's it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Nah, like. but, but nah, you answered it. And that's crazy, you know, like the, the transition and just the changes that you had to make and, yeah. and you know from growing up in the south yeah. like you said in the church mm -hmm. you know and, and you know just you know everybody's polite yeah. and, and you know and and it's almost like what do they say like the it takes a village mm -hmm. you know to to mm -hmm. take care of somebody so you got that vibe then you go to Pitts well, not Pittsburgh but to Pennsylvania yeah. right when something happens to your kitchen you might say this is ludicrous but that won't fix your home that will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Which is kind of Midwest, East Coast, yep. you know, factories. Yeah, and, come on and, now, close to Philly, close yeah, to Harrisburg. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. City vibe, yeah. whole different vibe. Like, whole different vibe. What was that adjustment like? I mean, like, because I'm sure people, you know, making fun of your accent. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, the way you dress, you mm -hmm. know, all of that, bro. Like, what, what was that like? I mean, I know you said you had to learn how to fight and yeah. you had to, but you know, can you talk about that a little more? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was actually hard, you know, like city motherfuckers, they, they, they fly. 
And don't get me wrong, South niggas that we fly too. Fuck mm -hmm. you talking about. We, we, we put it on. But I didn't yet. Yeah. You feel me? I didn't get to the put it on stage. I was still a little kid. Mom still buying clothes for me. So what's what's acceptable for the South ain't acceptable for the North when you're right. 12. Like mm -hmm. I'm wearing like a fucking corduroy pants with the with the sandals with the toes out and, and a t-shirt. Yeah. You feel me? Like, which is in the South, that's cool. Like, cause you I'm 12. Mm -hmm. And but uh, up north 12 is J's, fitted jeans, fitted. And he the same age as me, and he like, what the fuck you got on? Like, yeah. lame, man, you a lame ass nigga. This nigga, this nigga lame as shit. Huh. Fuck out of here, young boy, you fit trash and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck you time at? Boy, I'm about to run in his shit, I'm about to peel him. This crazy as fuck. Like, yeah. boy, my, this, is not, this is new. This is Bugle Boy. <laughs> fuck you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? We outside. Yeah. I'm not knowing, you feel me? And, and it just, it, it, was, it was a tradition. And where I moved to, it was predominantly Spanish. Hmm. So that was another thing I had to learn. Like, I'm speaking. I'm country, and y'all speaking Spanish. So it's like, what the fuck is, bro? I don't know why we moved there, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, okay, everybody speaks Spanish. Everybody's faster. They talk faster. They move faster. They're a little more mature. They understand more of life than I do. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I gotta pick it up. And for anybody who's moving from the South to the city, you understand, it's like, okay, goddamn. <sighs> Breathe, nigga, because there's a lot going on out this bitch yeah. on me. But it, it, was, it was difficult. I ain't gonna right. lie. Do you remember any experiences in particular um, that let you know, like, man, I'm not in North Carolina no more? Uh, I ain't gonna lie. Females. Like, I'm a young black man. I'm in a city where there's no black women for real. Mm. Mainly Spanish. Mm. Can't talk to them the same way. The one half of them don't speak English, and the other half don't fuck with you. So it's like, when I moved to PA and then there's no little black boys I can go chill with. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, I am not in North Carolina no more. <laughs> there's none of me nowhere. Like, what I'm talking about, it's like 5% black, 2% yeah. white, and like the rest is Spanish. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, nigga, I'm in a place where I gotta pick up and kill it and kill it and kill it, or I'm gonna get killed out here. Like, I can't deal with that, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it, that was the thing that really made me feel like, okay, I'm, it's different, the food is different, the smells are different, mm -hmm. the way they dress is different because it's predominantly Spanish. Mm -hmm. So that, that was the biggest, biggest trend when I had to learn Spanish and that shit was hard, but right. I learned it, so I had to do what I do. So I bet you didn't even notice, you know, back then, but you was gaining one of the biggest life lessons that you could gain which is like being able to maneuver within diversity, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and even just step outside of your comfort zone. Facts. You know, um, that from hearing what you're talking about, that's yeah. what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, how have you adapted to, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone, even, you know, within music and things like that? Well, now you say that, it makes make sense. Like, I feel like cause now I'm able to be exactly who I need to be where I'm at. You know what I mean? I feel like... I'm comfortable everywhere, I'm comfortable in change, I'm comfortable in chaos, because that's what I had to go through mm. to get myself to be normal. So I feel like when, when it's music and you like a different artist, he does different, say he a rapper or R&B or country or rock, whatever it is, I can adapt my sound to your sound because I'm used to adaptation. Mm. I'm used to having to adapt and update and upgrade to fit a bill, you feel me? So that, it became easy now. Mm -hmm. That's why when I write music with certain people, it's like, I write a verse in 30 minutes off your beat because I understand you, the way you're doing music, mm -hmm. I, I can adapt to maybe how you feeling, yeah. how you felt when you made the beat, or how you felt when you made this verse. It's easy for me to to empathize and sympathize and jump in that bag. Right. Yeah. And see, it's interesting, bro, because I wasn't even thinking from that perspective yet when I was saying that. Oh, I was more thinking like from 
you know, like being in these different cities, you know, dealing with execs, label people, yeah. you know, these different sharks that's in this entertainment industry, you know, um, being in room with, with white folks, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's talking to you about big time money and, yeah. and, and different things that you just might not know about because we didn't grow up with that information Fact. being put in front of us. So, right. you know, it's interesting that you took it to like just adapting to, you know, music and sounds and things like that. Cause that's very important too. But I was more- but thinking, on your point, yeah. it's also still adapting. Yeah. When I hear certain words, I hear certain symbols, I hear how you talk, I learn. Mm -hmm. I can talk to somebody in this room about a conversation about some business percentages or whatever it is. I talk to them. And then now when I have another meeting in two weeks, I remember what he said. Now I'm bringing what you said to this meeting. And that's how I'm learning everything. Hmm. I love to hear and I love to be like, okay, boom, I want to know that. Got Knowledge for me is fucking power. Yeah. So I don't care if you're a white folk, I don't care if you're black folk. If you say something that sounds fucking incredible to my ear, I'm going to remember that shit. Yeah. I, I love to know new things. And that's why I love the industry. Like whether it's with execs, whether it's with rappers, whether it's with engineers, a runner. If you got something to tell me or, I, or something I need to learn or need to know, mm. I need to hear it. And even if I don't know, I will, I will ask you. I don't give a fuck. I'm a grown ass man. I'm 30 years old. I think we'll say, what does that mean? Don't look at me weird. Not, what does that mean? You said it. What does that mean? Okay, cool. Now I will never forget that shit. I'm intrigued. If yeah. you intrigue me, bro, I want to learn. No, that's really all it is. Yeah, yeah. No, that's real, man. I mean, being willing to being willing to like put ego to the side and things like that to be able to you know learn new things. I mean, staying a student of the game. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what it's about. You know. That real shit. Yeah. No, nah, for sure, for sure. So, um, so all right. I know, like you said that. I know that you said that, like at a point you find you were able to find yourself yeah. and you were able to you know find the direction in which your music was supposed to you know go into yeah. now quicksand i mean that song is like so introspective like it like it's such a deep song yeah, sure. and, and and you know really talking about a lot of yeah. you know like the trials and tribulations you know that we go through yeah. but can i ask you what was your music like before that the the music before quicksand was uh, I was just trying to mimic my favorite artist. Mm. And I think that's why shit wasn't catching because that artist is already here. You know what I mean? Before that, it was, it was music about females all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, music about not so much my struggle because I was afraid to put that on paper and put it out there. So it was a lot of capping, a lot of money songs when I had none. A lot of, I got Jews, I got this when I had none. I just see it on TV and I think that shit looks cool, so I'm gonna write about it. It wasn't until Quicksand, like uh, a couple songs before Quicksand, I started realizing, let me just put myself, stop trying to be another nigga, you feel me? Stop trying to be another motherfucker and just be Moray, mm -hmm. whoever Moray is. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I wrote like a couple songs before Quicksand, started finding the right path, and then Quicksand switched up and Bigger Scissors wrote on the same day in the bathroom, wow. back to back. And I was like, yo, I think I found my little niche, my little vibe, just be yourself. Yeah. I may not be the coolest nigga in the world, but I'm Moray. <laughs> it is what it is. I, whether I'm here, whether I'm in the street, at my kid's school, in the house, this is Moray. Yeah. You, know, you might get the, you might get the fuck you bitch ass nigga, or you might get the what's up. Right. Depending on what you get me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you feel me? I'm outside, bro. Right, right. Nah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, so then, when you decided to, you know, switch it up and really talk about what you mm -hmm. were really, what you were really going through, um, like. How soon did you start like feeling people embracing you? Like how soon 
did you start feeling like the positive or the success, you know, from changing the style and everything? Was it instantaneous or did it take a while? Uh, I ain't gonna, it felt instantaneous. It probably took like a couple months gotcha. like, oh, to a year. But I, like, when I put the song out, I, put, I made the video. By itself, it got like 20K views. Mm -hmm. Before anybody called me, before any label said anything, before anybody said anything, it had 20K views. Now, it, it took a while to get there. I ain't gonna lie, when I first seen them, like, this bitch ain't getting nothing. Like, it's a kind of views, it ain't getting shit. A thousand views, it ain't getting shit. It's not. 20K, I'm like, oh, this shit is, I felt like I did something. Yeah. People are watching, people are commenting, like, this is organic. It's just amazing. I like how this, it made me feel good. I'm like, it made me feel good. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm liking the vibe. Then I get phone calls from people like, oh shit, we, we want to fuck with you, we want to sign you. Then I get signed. Then 100,000 views, then millions of views. I'm like, oh, these niggas is fucking with the vibes. Mm. We got to put out more music. Yeah. <laughs> ASAP, I got to capitalize somehow. And then switched up, big decisions, low key. And I was just trying to hit him over the head with that shit. And it was, it was working so fucking well. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that like, um, you know, like, like changing the style you know, to really, you know, embracing your life and then people actually fucking with it. Yeah. Like, I know, that I know that had to be crazy because it probably made, made you say like, damn, I've been doing these other styles this Bro. long and all I had to do was really be me? That, that, it was like a slap in the face hmm. to myself because I was ashamed of myself, but nobody in the world is. So I'm like, damn, I could have been just like, like you said, been myself, and I was just afraid of the reactions of people. Did they, did they go through what I go through? Mm -hmm. Can they relate? Mm -hmm. Is this something that I'm just going through? Is this bullshit? Like, I, I didn't know. But when the song came out and people started saying how relatable it was, I'm like, damn, this is my real life. Like, I remember having ripped jeans. Like, I remember, like, I was borrowing people clothes, like, mm -hmm. fighting over bitches. Like, like, I remember doing, I remember this shit, bro. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. I remember my first time touching a, a weapon. I remember, you, you can relate to me? Mm -hmm. Wow. 185 people can relate to Moray. Huh. Oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get the right time now. Yeah. Hey, 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 185. Hey, huh. go something else. Cause you're giving them that real social commentary. But yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be yeah. myself. Mm -hmm. No matter if it's just music, if it's interviews, if it's, I just want to be myself. Yeah. And now I know they accept it. That's all I can be. Right. And so um, I know people put you in the pain music category. Do you accept that? And do you, you know, do you consider your music paying music? I ain't gonna lie, I appreciate you asking me that. Cause I, I think people will put you in a, put you in a spot without even asking you mm -hmm. what you are. And I'm emotion music. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's not just pain. Because if you listen to my songs, it sounds more triumphant than you're hurt. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that we gonna go through bad shit, but you gonna get out that motherfucker. Yeah. So if you gotta put a label on it, triumphant music is what I'm making. I don't want you to sit and just be hurt and be crying about your shit. I want you to be like, okay, this nigga went through some shit, but in this song, he said he got through it. Hmm. He made it out. It's all about progression. Yeah. That's, all, like, that's all it is, bro. Like, it's nothing else. You ain't got to be the best. You ain't got to make it 100%, but then if you trying, mm. you fucking did it. Right. Like, you feel me? That's, yeah. that's my vibe. That's my music. If you listen to any, whether it's bad situations, but I done been in bad situations, now a nigga up now. I'm not saying I'm fucking sad. I'm saying I'm up now. Really? Right. Plenty of times I thought I wouldn't make it. But now we're nigga up now. Like right. I, I thought I was gonna make that shit. Right. Bro, I'd have been on my knees and I'm up. Hmm. Bro, that's all I wanna push. We can go through bad shit. You can be from the hood, you can be from the gutter, you can be from the bottom, but you don't gotta stay there. Right. 
Right. You know, even if it's hard, being, the harder it is to get out of your situation, bro, it's gonna feel that much better when you get there. If you are in a fucking trailer with windows are busting open, the hood living wrong, if you can get to maybe a one bedroom apartment right outside that hood, that's an upgrade. Yes. You don't you don't dare some yes, shit. Absolutely. You ain't gotta go, go to the mansion, but nigga, that's your motherfucking mansion. Absolutely. I'm it's all about just getting through that shit. Yeah. Like, just get through it. That's real because so many people are stuck on social media, judging what other people doing, looking at other people's accolades, and then, you know, putting that on themselves and yeah. saying, okay, I, I need to be this or I need to be that. Not understanding that. If you, say, if you stay consistent and you keep putting points on the board, and like you said, man, you move from that studio to that one bedroom, you know, like that's progression. Yes. And you need to be high-fiving and rooting for yourself crazy, to, bro. you know what I'm saying, for your progression. Bro, same thing for unsigned artists. Hmm. Bro, if, if you took the time out to get yourself on, on a site where you can put your music out and you're making money off your music, if you're doing shows where they got 100 people or 100,000, you're doing what you love to do, bro. Good fucking job. But if you think you're not there, work harder. But good fucking job. Like pe people be too hard on themselves. I think nowadays no one wants to accept the fact that you're doing good. You want to do like that nigga over there who's doing amazing. Mm -hmm. He's doing amazing because that's how he was set up. He set himself up like that. Mm -hmm. If you want that life, set yourself up like that. Right. Don't don't say, oh well, I'm gonna go buy this hundred thousand dollar watch when you only have a hundred thousand dollars. That's fucking crazy. Right. When you can go buy you a 10k watch. Treat that bitch like it's a 100K watch. You add your another 100K, then maybe you can get a 50K watch. Absolutely. You add another 100K, you can get a 100K watch. Absolutely, It's man. not saying you won't get there. Right. Take your fucking time. Man, that, that's some of the game I be giving my young homies, like, you know, telling them, like, man, instead of buying, you know, so much material type mm -hmm. shit right now, stack up. Got to. Buy a crib. Yes. Then let then let some equity come in. Come on now. Go and refinance it. Come on now. Put a stack of money back in your pocket. Come on now. Reinvest in something else. Come and get some back again. money. That's what it's about. Bro, that's what I'm talking about. And that's exactly what I did everything you, you just said. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's absolutely. How, and that's how you stay above water. That's, yes, how, you stay, that's how you stay good. That's how you stay lit. Yeah. You say you stay profitable. Yeah, yes, that's it, man. That's my moves. So I asked you about the pain music, uh, you know, um, label and yeah. all of that, because when I hear your music, I hear the again, I, I keep using this word, the social commentary, yeah. like you telling us like, all right, like you go and you take these chances like this was going to happen mm -hmm. or hey, this is what happened to me in my life or this yep. is how I felt, but this is what I did and how I feel now. Yes, you know what I mean? And like, it was just like a lot of positive affirmations yes, and sir. things like that. So that's why I had to ask you because I was finding that, you know, I'm listening to the music and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, and, and, and even your Twitter, mm -hmm. like, bro, you got one of the most positive Twitters, you know, that I've, that I've seen. I mean, Come like on, if God. I need a pick me up, Come I'm going on. straight to your Twitter. Come on. I'm telling you right now, that, that's what I try to do. Like, bro, if I, if I write something on Twitter about, like, believing yourself and da-da-da, I'm telling myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good information to share with somebody else. Somebody else is probably, like, down, just scrolling Twitter and know Twitter got some shit. You see a motherfucker shaking ass, a motherfucker getting shot, a motherfucker getting robbed, then you see a whole bunch of weird shit and they, like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden you see my shit that's telling you, yo, no matter what nobody say to you, yeah. you're great. Mm -hmm. No matter what they said you look like, you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. No matter how you feel, you're doing great. I like that shit. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good to be a fucking nice person. Now I ain't saying like 
don't be yourself because if you a hood nigga, be a hood nigga. Right. But you ain't got to be a disrespectful hood nigga. <laughs> I know so many hood niggas who just weird for no reason. Like, mm. bro, you ain't got to be, my homeboy said all the time, you ain't got to be gang banging on bacon. Right. Come on, G, chill. Like, right. what, nigga, we all in here and we all got guns. Right. Relax. <laughs> right. Don't nobody <laughs> want to use it. That's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, I ain't trying to have to pull out the bag. Chill. Let's do this music. Let's go to this party. Let's have a good time. I think nowadays that nigga's so focused on, because I got it on me, I got to act like I'm the gun. Mm-hmm. Stop acting like you the gun. You yeah. are the gun's controller. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not the, you're not the blick. Stop yeah. moving like one. You're trying to pop on everybody. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Keep the bitch in the bag, relax and smile. Ain't nothing wrong with smiling. Niggas think if you smile, you pussy. Try me. <laughs> I'm a smiler. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, man. The most dangerous people are the people that you don't know are dangerous. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know that's what, what I'm saying? saying? Like the person that you that, that that's popping it, you know what I'm saying, more than likely, you know, is, is you know, got the is the chihuahua in the room. You feel me? <laughs> Great analogy. Great analogy. For real. So so, bruh, you know, talking about when you, uh, you know, when you dropped in 2020 and you, you know, you, you reached all this success and it came fast. Yeah. Um, fast. And, you know, like from the critics and things like that, you know, uh, a lot of people were, you know, questioning if you could do it again. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, using words like industry plan uh-huh. or things like that. Yeah. Um, can you talk about just that and even the pressure that comes with, you know, coming out with a hit yeah. and then having to, you know, come back with more and, and, and do it again. You know? I ain't gonna lie, like, I, I, I didn't feel pressure. Only because, like I said, the song was for me. I'm just putting out my real self. Mm-hmm. So if, if people hate it, that's okay, because everybody ain't gonna like you. Like, that's like, I put me out there. If you don't right. like me, yeah, that's cool. Right. But it's more that like me than more that don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel pressure to make another hit. I felt pressure to, to keep, putting myself out there mm. to be the have myself have the courage to be to still be vulnerable even though they talking shit you feel me like mm. do I still want to keep putting on my real fucking life now because they want to talk shit about nah yeah I am fuck mm. fuck that yeah because out of for every, for every 100 comments 20 of them are people talking shit and that's 80 good ones mm. fuck that 20 <laughs> percent half the time niggas don't even see that shit but yeah Thank you. You hear me? If you took time to write out your busy day to write me something is trash or something is bad or I don't like it, you are a fucking fan whether you think so or not. Hmm. You took time out your day to come talk to me because you want me to hear it. You love me. Right. <laughs> I love you back, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but in energy plant shit, like, bro, if I was an energy plant, nigga, I would be astronomical right now. I, I would say this quicksand was a blessing, but it was an accident. Hmm. I didn't know what I had. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie and say I put that bitch together scientifically. I was in there going, hmm, nah, nigga. I wrote that shit because I was in my feelings and I was trying to figure out how the fuck to be myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who the fuck I was. I was figuring it out with that song. Yeah. I was telling myself everything that I went through, what I had to do, nigga, this is you. Mm-hmm. I read the song back, I recorded the song, listened to the song and told myself, yeah, you, you finally being you. Mm-hmm. If you're happy with you, they will be too. And if they ain't, they ain't. Yeah. I just gave myself a fucking shot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> did you know it was a hit when you did it? Like, no. did you leave the studio? Like, I got one, fool. Like, we got one. We out of here. Full disclosure, I didn't even like it.
Hi, everyone. Jazzy Bell here from Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. And if you're a fan of music, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Woman in Hip Hop Podcast, a show that focuses on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. And is brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network. Anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. It was something about it that was missing or something. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? The engineer, my, my nigga Levi, he was like, bro, that's the, that's the one. I'm like, brown. He like, I mean, nigga, ask him ad-libs. You ain't got no ad-libs. Wanna do, do something to the shit first before you say no. So I was like, I, was like, I don't hear ad-libs. All I hear is fucking, uh, maybe fucking, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, hold up, that's your song. Hmm. Play real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I kind of liked that little melody, and it made me like the song. And then I started listening to the song in my car, like, oh, shit. I think I, I think this is the one. Like, I kind of. Call my homie, uh, call my homie, he worked in my, my job. I'm like, yo, bro, we got to shoot a video. And he worked, we worked, I worked there, he worked there. So it's called at a call center. Mm-hmm. His name was Jackson North. I'm like, yo, bro, we shoot a video. He like, what's up? We want to shoot it. I got a camera. Mm-hmm. I said, how much you charge me? Nigga, same charge you shit. It's a free video. My first video, your first video, let's do it together. Mm-hmm. His first time behind the camera for real shooting a music video, my first time ever having a music video. Mm-hmm. And we had that. Wow. You feel me? Like, yeah. it, it was so organic. It was this nigga, my nigga two time. It was this nigga crib. We got his crib. Yeah. I recorded a song up the block at my homeboy studio up the crib okay. up the block from his house. Yeah. And I called some homies. We all just, was just chilling, smoking, and the air started popping out. People started coming out the crib, and it was just like, what's up? We outside. Yeah. But it was lit. <laughs> Word. Hey, and who you got on the porch with oh, you, bro? It's my nigga two time. He do music too. Okay. This, this, this has been my nigga since day one. I used to get fronts from my nigga, and now me and my nigga rock fronts. Fuck you talking about? We right. outside. Come on now. It's my manager, uh, Mikey, right here, too. Like, me and him just got super close. And he and Scorpio, too. So Scorpio's we up, M's in the air. Fuck you talking uh-huh. about, nigga. It's my dog, don't you feel me? Fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nah, that's what's up. Locked in. Yo, so nobody could ever, you know, like, put together the magic that you just said, you know, that you just, you know, explained to us that yeah. happened with, you know, making that record and that visual and all that. Um, it's always those unexpected, you know, situations and those ones that, you know, be out of there, which yeah. is why it's so important, you know, for us with whatever you doing, whether it's you a creative or whatever your goal is, yeah. you just got to be consistent and keep going because you never know mm-hmm. which one is going to be the one to take you, you know, over that's, the that's top. Like, I think, I think uh, when I first started, I was really, I, I had them coming going crazy, song at the song at the song video, mm-hmm. then the mixtape. And I ain't gonna lie, I kinda, after the mixtape, I was like, damn, I told my life story, mm-hmm. what the fuck do I say now? Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I made like 300 songs mm-hmm. of nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna cap. Every song I heard was like, I sound like somebody else, or it don't sound like the nigga I, I, I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? It wasn't until Recently, I started going through my songs again and listening with the ear I had with Quicksand and understanding what is my story. Mm-hmm. I need to keep telling my story. Mm-hmm. So I just had to live life. And now I understand the kind of artist I am. I cannot give you music if I do not live life. Mm-hmm. I have to live. Mm-hmm. So I started living and, and writing my shit down and taking notes of what I was going on in the day and how I'm feeling. And it started making a lot more sense. And now everything started coming all the way together. And this album I'm about to put out is just chron- chronologically like in order of how my life went mm. since the last mixtape 
till right now. Okay. Okay. Word. Word. So, um, can we tap into uh, your new single um, that you about to uh, release with TJ? Oh yeah, on. yeah. March thirty first. Me and TJ about to go crazy. Uh, song called High Price. Uh, super, super dope record. I ain't gonna lie. Like we just shot, shot a video in LA. It just it came together super organically. It, it just makes so much sense for the album too. And like. That's my nigga, you feel me? Shout out my nigga TJ, he slid on his video and his song. Word, word. And, and how'd that come together? Like, uh, how'd y'all so put that together? We were in the studio, I put my album together, and I had, I had, made, this, I had made the song, but I had an open verse. And you know, usually you guys write the second verse. But I was like, damn, like, I don't hear myself on a second verse. Like, I don't know if artists do that shit, but I'm like, I'm back on this, this service myself by adding the second verse, that's not gonna be as hard as my first. I put it on the yeah. first. I need the second to be somebody else, give me a different vibe, give me a different energy. So we was on the studio like, who the fuck should we get? We started throwing names out, throwing names out. And my girl was like, man, she, what about TJ? And I was like, TJ, we listen to a couple of his songs. We played a couple of songs and we just listened to the song. Like, I'm like, hell yeah, hold up. His vibe, my vibe, that's, that's a similar fucking vibe. Like yeah. both melodic, we talk about different shit, but both melodic. Mm -hmm. And when you hear it on the record together, we sound like niggas need to tape. Like I ain't gonna yeah. cap. I was like, oh shit, this shit came together smooth as a bitch. Like, and the video came together great. Shout out to everybody who's involved with the video, bro. I'm like, bro, solid record. Solid song, solid dude. <laughs> For real. Word. Reaching the level of yeah. like heat that yeah. you that you have yeah. and you know, like shit, being like one of the most talked about people yeah. out here, I'm sure that a lot of people was hitting you, you know, yeah. for features and things like that. Yeah. But from my view, it didn't look like you just oversaturated the market yeah. with features, you know, like um, I remember on the OMB Peasy uh, yeah. project, like you had a song with him that yeah. was really dope. Like Back. it's been a couple of songs that I've been hearing you yeah. on like over time that have been, you know, really dope. But how did you manage to not oversaturate yourself um, over this time? And was that something that was like truly planned or, you know, how'd you do that? I ain't gonna lie, like it's just me. Like that's who I am as a person. Like mm -hmm. I only wanted to do songs with people I fuck with. So when I first dropped the mixtape, it was just me. I didn't know anybody in the industry, so I had no features. Right. That's how I wanted it to be. Then I started realizing, okay, if I'm building relationships and they got a song, mm -hmm. shit, I definitely have one of them. Tyler Yahweh, Derez Deshaun, uh, me and Benny and the Butcher got, got a song together, Corday, mm -hmm. Peasy, yeah. all them niggas, like we all linked up to do a song and it was organic, it was cool, I fuck with them to, to, to this day. Yeah. It was just, I, I like to fuck with people that fuck with me. And, and that is why I didn't have so many of the big features because I, di I didn't know them. They didn't know mm -hmm. me. It wasn't that I focused them. I just didn't know them. Mm -hmm. But now I'm understanding business more and that sometimes the right move is the right person. Mm -hmm. Whether you fuck with them or not, whether you know them personally, whether he's your best friend or not, business understands business. Mm -hmm. And you have to look at careers. You have to look at everybody. Okay, no, this nigga is going, doing so well. I have to figure out how, how to get there. Then you mm -hmm. get there. Now I'm in your circle. Boom, let's do music. Mm -hmm. And that's how it kind of was. Like when I first started, I wasn't, I wasn't at that level yet. You feel mm -hmm. me? So it made me, now I'm like, okay, boom, TJ, I fuck with you. What's up, bro? What, what can we do? And it came together the way it's yeah. supposed to. He's, his team organic, bro, shout out to his whole squad. I ain't yeah. gonna care. That's, that's my nigga. Right, right. <clears throat> so one thing that I, that I definitely recognize about you, bro, and I gotta give you your flowers on is that. Sure, you know, when it comes to like your live uh, performance yeah. and, you know, just just your voice and everything yeah, like, sure. bro, I think a lot of people still aren't there yet or don't understand like how dope of a vocalist you are, I like how, 
You know what I mean? Like just That's where why. you at with it. And I feel like it's something that won't really be appreciated for like a few years probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, can you just talk about, I mean, can you just talk about like the background with the singing and with just, and just your love for music? Yeah, just, but I ain't gonna lie, like um, you so right. Like singing for me is appreciated now, but not to the point where it probably should be. And I'm, I'm okay with working harder for that. You know what I mean? I think I need more songs where I'm actually singing. Mm. Maybe do some fucking covers and let niggas know I can blow for real. Yeah. Shit, I have to put it out there. Absolutely. And, and I like that I haven't got that yet because that means I got more work to do and I want to work. Yeah. I, I love music so much that I, I don't give a fuck. If I'm 60 years old, I'm going to still make music. Whether it's for myself or whether it's for people, but music is, it's, music is my first love. Like It was right. the first thing I, I understood as like, yo, it will never leave me, never forsake me. Mm. It's here for me. And, and, and I love music. Yeah. I'm in love with music. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, it's a bad bitch. Yeah. It's a bad bitch that cook, clean, rub your shoulders, rub mm-hmm. your feet, and tell you you're sexy for no reason. That's what music is to me. Yeah. And, and I'ma keep, I'm keep fucking with it, bro. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna cap. Like, if I hear a beat right now, I'm probably going to call and I write to it. I, I write for no reason sometimes. Yeah. I write songs that ain't coming out. I write songs that's just for me. I just love music, right. and, and that's just where I'm at with music. Right. It, you know, it reminds me, and when I give you this comparison, like it, it's not sonically, but I think you'll feel me on this. It reminds me, bruh, of where T-Pain, mm-hmm. where, so I say not sonically, because I know you're not using auto-tune, mm-hmm. or you're not like, you know, altering your voice, things right. like that, but on the tip of like T-Pain didn't get recognized as being like a real vocalist, yeah. a real singer, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who can like cover Sam Cooke Facts. songs and Come stuff like that. You seen it, right? A- absolutely. Stay with me. Yes. Come on. So now. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so What's So so I kind of use that comparison on the tip of where like even for him, he didn't get recognized and respected as a vocalist until like some years later. So that's mm-hmm. why I said it to you like that. Mhm. Um, but uh but He could blow. He never could blow. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. That, that's his movie. For he, sure. He and I don't know if you consider like the music that you do to be blues, mm-hmm. but bro, when we look at the lineage mm-hmm. of black music I and do. like where we come from, like yeah. man, artists like Muddy Waters come or on, you know, or or even cats like James Brown come or on, you know what I'm saying, like talk where they talking about like the real mm-hmm. shit that's happening, but how we gonna you know make it on the other side? So I just wanted to. Now, you I know, appreciate that. Hip hop blues sound good to me. Yeah, hey, yeah. It's yeah. Sound good to me. You feel me? For I'll make a whole new genre, nigga. Hip hop blues. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> word, word. Best. So, so Moray, man, what, what else you working on, bro? What else can the fans expect from you, man? I ain't gonna lie, like I said, I got the video coming out on uh, Friday, March thirty first. Me and TJ High Price. Um, I'm putting my album out very soon. I'm, I'm hoping for end of April, early May. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to make sure everything is tweaked right. My story's already together. Mm-hmm. I just gotta make sure the sound right. That's all it is. Shit, I gotta figure out the order and. It's time to work on album. That's mm. that's really it. Albums coming out next. Mm. I, I can't put out no more videos and singles. I ain't doing that shit. It's albums next. Right. I want people to understand that I worked hard for this shit, and my fans are selling me they deserve the music, and they're 100 percent right. Okay. My fans cuss me the fuck out every day. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all so rude, <laughs> but I appreciate y'all because y'all give me the fire. Like I get shit like, bro, I love you, but hurry the fuck up. Like, <laughs> damn, that's so like. <laughs> What we talking? About? Why you talking to me like this, my uh, boy? Like, damn, I know you say you love me, but hurry the fuck up. I got you. That's your crazy boy. Your fans like, like Boston I, Celtics. Like, you feel me? I, but I live for it, and, and it's coming. 
Let's go. Word. That's what's up, man. Um, you got any last words, shout outs, positive words for your fans before we get out I of here? Not so many shout outs, but positive words. I guess I can say like just, just 2023 is a time to really believe in yourself. I think we came from a spot in 2020 where we lost a lot of lives, lost a lot of energy, lost a lot of drive, lost a lot of love. People feel defeated. 2023 is time to find yourself. It's time to find who you are again. It's time to love yourself again. Love the ones that surround you and really go for what you need. And not so much what you want, but what you need. Because what you need sometimes may be closer to what you want. And it can help you get to what you want. So yeah, focus on you and your needs. They say love don't cost a thing, that's lies. It costs time that you can't get back, high price.